Good morning, everyone. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time together over the waves. I pray for your people to be edified and your name be glorified. Lord, use me as your vessel, as you will. I thank you for the message that you placed on my heart. Lord, let me be able to say it to the best of my ability. And let it not only edify me, but let it edify your people too. In the blood of Jesus, in your precious name I pray. Amen. I'll be reading 1 Samuel 28 verses 3 to 20. It reads as follows. This is from the NLT. Meanwhile, Samuel had died and all Israel had mourned for him. He was buried in Ramah, his hometown, and Saul had banned from the land of Israel all mediums and those who consult the spirits of the dead. The Philistines set up their camp at Shunem, and Saul gathered all the army of Israel and camped at Gilboa. When Saul saw the vast Philistine army, he became frantic with fear. He asked the Lord what he should do, but the Lord refused to answer him either by dreams or by sacred lots or by the prophets. Saul then said to his advisors, find a woman who is a medium so I can go and ask her what to do. His advisors replied, there's a medium at Endor. So Saul disguised himself by wearing ordinary clothing instead of his royal robes. Then he went to the woman's home at night, accompanied by two of his men. I have to talk to a, woman who, to, I have to talk to a man who has died. He said, will you call up his spirit for me? Are you trying to get me killed? The woman demanded. You know that Saul has outlawed all the mediums and all who consult the spirits of the dead. Why are you setting a trap for me? But Saul took an oath in the name of the Lord and promised, As surely as the Lord lives, nothing bad will happen to you for doing this. Finally, the woman said, Well, whose spirit do you want me to call up? Call up Samuel, Saul replied. When the woman saw Samuel, she screamed, You've deceived me, you are Saul. Don't be afraid, the king told her. What do you see? I see a God coming up out of the earth, she said. What does he look like, Saul asked. He's an old man wrapped in a robe, she replied. Saul realized it was Samuel and he fell to the ground before him. Why have you disturbed me by calling me back, Samuel asked Saul. Because I'm in deep trouble, Saul replied. The Philistines are at war with me and God has left me and won't reply by prophets or dreams. So I've called for you to tell me what to do. But Samuel replied, why ask me since the Lord has left you and has become your enemy? The Lord has done just as he said he would. He has torn the kingdom from you. And given it to your rival, David. The Lord has done this to you today because you refuse to carry out his fierce anger against the Amalekites. What's more, the Lord will hand you and the army of Israel over to the Philistines tomorrow. And you and your sons will be here with me. The Lord will bring down the entire army of Israel in defeat. Saul fell full length on the ground, paralyzed with fright because of Samuel's words. He was also faint with hunger, for he had eaten nothing all day and all night. Amen. So, we see how Saul was led to sin. If we look why, it's very simple. We go to verse 5 and we see he was frantic with fear. His fear and loss of control and that he, his impatience, you know, he, he's, he's not patiently waiting for God to answer him. He's limiting God to, if we look at verse 6, Dreams, sacred lots, or the prophets. I'm not saying that God did not speak in these ways. He does. He did. We look through the Old Testament. He did speak through dreams. Look at Joseph and Jacob. Sacred lots. We know in the Levite tradition, this is how they sought God's guidance. By casting lots, by casting Urim and Thummim to determine God's guidance. And using prophets. We The, the, the Bible is full of them. But that's not the issue. The issue is that's not the only way. God speaks to you. And the fact that Saul was not getting answers in these means 
It's not that God had left him, although he was very determined later when he says in 15, God has left me and he won't reply by prophets or dreams. That's the problem because Saul is looking for God and he's limiting God in three ways or by prophets or dreams mostly even, which is repeated later. He's not thinking. God is not limited to these things. If we look at the burning bush in Moses, if God wants to speak to you, God will make sure that he speaks to you and it's not limited to people, things, dreams. If we look at other religions in the area at the time, they also had prophets. Think of the Philistines when they brought the Ark of the Covenant back when they realized that Yahweh was causing the breakout of disease and they brought that Ark back. It was prophets of Baal that told them, that, 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 that told the people that it's actually Yahweh doing this. We need to return this Ark back. Dreams. If you look at dreams, yes, Israelites had dreams. God spoke through dreams, but... That is not the only way he speaks and it's also not, you never, you have nightmares, right? You have like night terrors. These are not always God planned and they're not just God's way of speaking to you. And other religions looked at dreams. They looked at lots and they, they tried to interpret these differently and based upon their own gods, which led to their downfall, their demise. And we... See how Saul is focusing on the wrong things. He's focusing and limiting God while trying to take control. He's not realizing that God is in control. And that's also why God is not speaking to him. Because he, God is in control. He's taken the... He's, he's, it's, it's maybe... I, I don't want to say like preempt the fact that he's given up on Saul. In my mind, God isn't or wouldn't. But he has realized that Saul is just too far gone. He's being driven by fear, which led to sin. This sin of speaking to a spirit, calling up Samuel. Calling up Samuel, you think to yourself, is this now a demon or is this the really, really Samuel? Because he does prophesy something that comes through Samuel, uh, Saul's death later. But notice, I think to myself, it's not even the issue of whether Samuel was Samuel. Because it could be, the potential's there. Sheol was under the earth where the spirits went. Yes, Elijah and Enoch were raised up. I get it. But the Jews believed that Sheol was under the earth. And so it was natural that a spirit would then come from under. Um, Jesus later got the keys to Sheol, changed all of that. But if we look at how Samuel speaks as well, we he, he prophesies doom for Saul. But he kind of confirms that, why ask me, since the Lord has left you and has become your enemy. God, God is, 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 is seeing all of this. God is, you know, he, he would not have been blind to this. He is, he is there. God, it's not that God has left him. But Samuel says, why ask him, since the Lord has left you and has become your enemy. It's very interesting that... You know, Samuel, obviously Samuel recognizes Saul's sins. And I mean, Saul doesn't only sin by calling up a spirit here or getting a medium to do so. But um, he also sins in taking an oath that nothing bad would happen to this woman who's doing this for him in the name of God. Literally, this is why Jesus was so against oaths and swearing because 
it covers a lie. You have to always try and, 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 and sound like you're telling the truth when you say an oath, which can easily cover a lie, which is what Saul does. I mean, he cannot um, speak for this woman that nothing, more bad, nothing bad will happen to her. He's acting like God when he's not. And this is what I am trying to pose upon us today. Not necessarily whether Samuel is Samuel here or whether Samuel is a demon here. There's lots and lots of evidence for either or here. What I am focused on is the fact of source. Well, the the the, the focus of Saul's focus. <laughs> I am looking at how Saul focused and where he was focusing. He was limiting God in focusing him into three options of communication. When God communicates in more than three ways, that's why He is Yahweh. That's why He is I am. I am anything and everything. I can speak to you in anything and everything that I choose to speak to you, including yourself. I can speak directly to you. I don't need intermediaries. I don't need prophets, people, things. I can speak to you straight to you if I wish it. And also, Saul is so focused on then getting Samuel, a representative of God, to come to speak to him on behalf of God. Yet Samuel, of course, has died and Saul knows that he's committing sins as he's sinning. I'm, I'm sure of it. But he's so blinded by fear, he doesn't care anymore. And this is what happens. When we, get, when we lose people, okay? When we lose people, we wish we could speak to them again. We are sad. We are, you know, grieving. But we're also scared. We're scared. It brings back the fresh revelation that death is inevitable. And it will happen to all of us. We get separated constantly by this concept of death um whenever someone else close to us a loved one dies and often i'm sure some people have turned to mediums to try and communicate with their loved ones simply because they miss them or simply because they are curious as to what really happens after a person dies and being so caught up in the past, being caught up in people's deaths, trying to, when they have ended an era and begun something else, causes it leads to sin. When our eyes are focused on the past and not the present where God is and the future that God has control of, you know, the fact that we should be living just solely in the present, li literally where God is with us right at this time. That is where our focus should be. Saul is focusing on the past. He's looking back. And he's looking for his former glory. He's looking for his former dynasty. His former closeness with God. But it's all over. As Samuel says. That God has become his enemy. God is doing what he said and he's going to die. Samuel prophesies all of this doom against Saul. But the reality of it is that that's what Saul was looking for. Because Saul was not seeking God properly. Saul was looking for God in other ways. And this is exactly where the devil wants, what, what the devil wants us to do. Because if we are so focused on the past and what's happened to us previously... We will not see God. We are focused 
on past situations, past people, past things that we have lost and we it's only up to God whether we get them back. When it comes to people, we will be reunited with them when we die. But until then, we are separate from them. And it's this that Saul just refuses to understand because he's so driven by fear. Fear has become his God and not God, not Yahweh. He has let fear become it. And so when you think of like the Lion King also, when he Rafiki says to Simba, um, you've got to put, I think well, it was Pumba actually, um, that... Well, it's Rafiki, I think, the, the best one he, that he said. I'm thinking of how they talk about put the past behind you, put the, the behind in your past, right? But Rafiki was the one who hits Simba on the head and said, um, that, and, and Simba said, ow, that hurts. And he said that that's like the past, it, it hurts. But then it also goes away because it's not a permanent hurt. And you've got to put the past behind you it was so important and it was also important in the lion king for simba's growth right to to put his hurt behind him to take over from his father and this is something that saul cannot do and this is exactly why he's being succeeded by david because he's just he cannot deal effectively with the past he cannot move on he cannot focus properly on God. He's limiting God to ways that he feels he can speak to God. And he, he's limiting him. And this is, brothers and sisters, what we really cannot afford to do with our lives. When we lose somebody, when we lose an opportunity, when something bad happens, that we've lost something, we cannot keep our eyes focused on that thing or that person. We have to move on we have to put the past behind us move forward look for god and this is related to a message i gave previously of focusing on god keeping god in your sights and being prepared to listen to him because at the end of the day the woman says she saw god coming up out of the earth and the word that's used is elohim the same word that's used to cover up yahweh to avoid blasphemy my inkling is her, her fear and seeing Samuel rise and she, she saying she sees Elohim. It shows that, that Samuel may have actually been Samuel's spirit, not a demon. But also indicating that Elohim was, had never left Saul as Saul believed. He just was silent because he did not want to give Saul the... He did not want to give Saul the answers as he wanted, as Saul wanted. That because Saul was limiting God's ways of communication and God refused to, to basically go agree with him on that and give him what he wanted. We need to remember that fear will drive us to sin if we do not hone it in. God is in control. We are not in control. And we cannot look to the past. We cannot look to objects and people for God. We have to look 
for God and the best ways to look for God is in prayer, is in quiet time, is in the word and in the spirit that Jesus has gifted us now, which was something that may not necessarily have been as available to the servants of God at that time as it is now after Jesus' birth and death. So I'd like to end this off with a prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this message and I pray that you will allow us to look away from our past and be able to move on from the hurt and the pain of our past, but also from people that we have lost, particularly in this time during the pandemic when we may have lost loved ones. Lord, they are safe with you. We trust them in you. We trust our hurt and our pain with you. And I pray, Lord, that you will be with us in the present. Let us feel you in the present in ways that you wish for us, not that we wish for you. And I pray, Lord, that you will communicate as and when you need to to us and that we are willing and able to listen. I pray, Lord, that our fear does not lead us to sin. I pray, Lord, that when we do experience it, that you will be with us and give us your peace, Lord, so that we do not fall to sin. Lord, I thank you for this time. I thank you for this message. And thank you, Lord, for working with me, using me and I pray that this will remain with us even as, Lord, I end this prayer. In the blood of Jesus, in your precious name, I pray. Amen. Go in peace and have a fantastic week. Amen.